So, here we are again. Here we are now. It's been a while since I've done that intro. Today, we're discussing where ideas come from. And I've got a bit of a list that we can go through to help brainstorm this together. The word idea comes from the Greek word, which means to see, and also the word that means pattern. To see a pattern is the Greek definition of the word idea. And now it means something very different. I mean, at the moment in our climate, it means something more like, what should we do about something we've observed to be true? The idea is we see something, we assess how it is, and what do we do about it? That's what an idea is. And idea, this word idea, it's sort of funny, it's a sort of funny word because it's always been around and no one really knows what it means, and yet everyone does know what it means. And it can be applied in so many different contexts, so many different situations and so many different ways of communicating different things. It's quite a malleable word. So let's keep it mysterious. Let's keep it open. We don't need to define this word idea by any hard edges or anything like that. It doesn't need to be a strong definition. It just needs to be something flimsy. So let's get into where ideas come from. And this is essentially the relationship between cognition and the environment. That's really what it boils down to. An idea is a cognitive formulation of your experience of the environment. And that bridge, that connection, has all sorts of variations and things that we can brainstorm together. But that's all it really comes down to. So that's what we're working with. And cognition can mean the formulation of words and also just the formulation of patterns which can be either in terms of words or wordless. It could be an image thing, and it could be on a biological level, the way your synaptic firings are happening and the way your neurons are working. And then on an experiential level, it could be, well, the way that it feels good for you, the way that it is clear for you, which could be in terms of words or images or something else, or more more abstract, right? You can have abstract ways of conceptualizing ideas. And it can come from all sorts of environments in terms of the actions, the objects, the set of conditions, or all sorts of things. And of course, there's also the third major component, which is your composition, right? So it's not just the environment and your cognition, but the composition of your outlook the ability of your perceptions, the way you are made, is going to have an effect on that. So that's essentially what we're looking at. And the way I've come up with this list, or these sort of components that we can discuss, is with weighted conditioning. So to say it depends on how you are, what your idea of the situation is, is to say there's something in you that is weighted more than some other things that could be weighted. There are certain conditions within you that have more emphasis, that you're centered in more. So 
first one that I've got, or the first sort of place that ideas come from, is from speech. So ideas come from words. So this would mean coming from talks, from listening to someone talk, from reading books, or from watching videos, or anything that is to do with words. So ideas come from words. Now, if you're weighted in the mind, if you're weighted in thinking in things through words in a very much linguistic sense, then that's going to be your idea of ideas. That's going to be your definition of what an idea is. That's going to be your experience of what an idea is. And you're going to get ideas from listening to people talk. Now, here's another place where ideas come from. And this is from personal experience or from culture. So this would mean that it's not necessarily from talks and from words, but it's actually from interacting in an environment, eating a food, seeing a way a person behaves, seeing a way a person dresses, seeing a kind of architecture, experiencing an atmosphere or a, a smell of a city right, to walk around a city and to see something, well, that's going to be stimulating something in you which will give you ideas which you will make connections for. Now, here's another place that ideas come from which is related to personal experience and this sort of external world culture interaction. It's from direct perception. So this is from seeing something. And this is very different to words, right? To have ideas from words or from cognitive experiences, well, that is on a very different level to just seeing something and then actually having the perception as an experience translated into words to convey an idea. Because really, all ideas are conveyed in words. Well, you could argue that that's being weighted again. (laughs) That's heavily weighted towards words, right? But we have to convey and communicate our ideas in words. But that doesn't mean that the idea came from words. You can perceive something and have your source of ideas and experience and inspiration weighted in perception and then translate that into words. So if you are the, the... sort of best example of this or the way to get in touch with this in a practical sense is to actually go into nature and to look at a tree because a tree doesn't have words. It doesn't have ideas of its own. It doesn't communicate directly to you through words. But if you sit and you look at a tree long enough, well, it actually will start communicating to you. You'll realize, oh, well, there's a degree to which the leaves move in relationship to the wind. There's an angle by which the light falls onto the leaves. There's a way in which the tree changes throughout the day. There's a correlation between the shape of a tree and its trajectory. And that's also related to the trajectory of the stars in the universe which is related to up and down, right? So so you can sort of open up to these ideas, which you're seeing, you're perceiving, and they're coming from the tree and then translating into words. So to be weighted in ideas by perception, the best way to do that is to 
remove words. Here's another place ideas come from. This is from processing. So this is where you might perceive something or you might hear a talk or you might have a personal experience and then you go and you process it, right? Because an idea can be, oh, I look at a tree and then plop, there comes the idea immediately and that's the idea. Or it can be, I look at the tree and then I go away and then later the idea comes to me or I mull over the idea or I contemplate and have a process inside me as to the idea and I sort of brainstorm or sort of think about it or whatever you want to say as to call the process. And that process has a length and a depth to it, right? A lot of people will speak by hearing something and then saying, oh, that's the idea and then regurgitating it, almost like you're parroting it. And that's a very small switch. And, you know, maybe... Maybe there's something in that. Maybe there is a value in that. But to to hear an idea and then to just speak it, that's not having an idea. That's sort of like just putting a tra- uh, uh, an idea out there. And in that case, you would say that's not your idea. That idea didn't come from you. That idea came from somewhere else. Whereas with processing, that's when you actually get into, oh, the idea has come from me. The idea has come from my process. The idea has come from my contemplation, from my looking in. And that has varying degrees, right? Because when you really go into that and you're not using your perception or your thoughts or your personal experience per se in terms of an external cultural experience, right? You're using your inner experience. Then you're saying, well, the idea comes from me. Now, here's another place ideas come from. This is from relationship experience. So this can be your personal experience of a relationship, of something happened in with you, right? So most broadly, the idea might be, oh, people are mean, people are wicked, or people are beautiful, people are good, right? That's like a very broad way of talking about it. But essentially, that's what it boils down to. And that's your experience of people, And it's not necessarily the words that they're saying. It's the way that they say it. It's the relationship to it. Like the words are just incidental to your experience of a person. Right? Words are just there as a formality. When you experience someone, you're actually having an experience. And then there's the other thing, or like a a totally different way of looking at this, which is that when someone says something to you, you get the idea from what they have said. And it wasn't that it was written in a book and it wasn't necessarily that you perceived it. It was that they said it, that it made an impact on you. It was that they said it, that it gave you the idea. And it might not have come to you if someone else had have said it to you, <laughs> right? There are certain people that, I mean, this is the idea of brainstorming, right? This is essentially is what brainstorming and teamwork is. You get in a room and there's people where you all have this understanding of, okay, how do we come up with the best idea? And someone would say something and then another person would say something in sort of response to that and and something would start flowing, right? Now, to do that, you need to have respect for the other people 
You need to be open to the other people. You need to have a collaborative attitude, right? There's this whole dynamic involved in which can bring about a productive way of doing that. But that's really people, right? Your relationship is where ideas come from. And in that sense, well, you'd say, well, where did the idea come from? And you say, oh, I got that idea from you, right? This is something you can notice when you have an idea and you say, oh, I got that idea from you. And then that person would say, no, you came up with that idea. That's a very common experience that happens when you're working in a really efficient group that has lots of really good ideas. No one really knows where the idea comes from. (laughs) And it's coming from the relationship. Now, another place ideas come from, and this is sort of related to the previous point, it's personal feelings. So this is like having an opinion on something. And this can be like, well, what is your emotional response to something? And that emotion is going to be the thing that drives the idea, the thing that's under the idea. So if you have an emotional response to what someone has said and you talk from that emotion, that is your idea. Now, it could be a positive emotion. It could be a negative emotion. And this goes with perception too. You might look at the tree and have this vastly beautiful experience, this emotional opening. And then you have this idea about the tree where the idea has actually come from the emotion. It's your personal feeling that has given birth to that idea, not the tree, not the perception. Just like it's not the relationship. That's just your opinion, your assessment of the relationship. And then it goes with ideas in terms of words as well. So if you hear words and you have some sort of emotional response, then that's going to be where the idea is coming from. Now, another place ideas come from is other worlds. So when you go out to somewhere far off the beaten track, then you will be in a totally new environment. And you will have all sorts of things that have to work within you to make sense of it, to communicate it, and you'll try to communicate it. Now, for someone who normally lives in that world, they don't have big ideas about what their world is. For them, it's just normal, right? Oh, we know this, we know this, we know this, everything's as it is, as it has always been. And then you go to this new world And you have this big difference, right? This big shock, this big bridge that needs to be made through communication. Now, you could say, is is communication the vehicle or is it the means or is it the goal unto itself? (laughs) That's That's sort of another metric that we can put onto ideas and their sort of dynamics. But other worlds is another place where you can get a lot of ideas. If you go to another culture, another time, another place, then you'll come back with heaps of ideas, heaps of stories to tell, heaps of things to communicate. And I mean other worlds, not just in physical places, but also other worlds as in other other realities. (laughs) Let's let's not go too too far down that path. (laughs) Now, here's another place that ideas come from. Spontaneity. And this would be lack of process. Now, for a lot of these, 
previous places that we've discussed so far, you can to a degree engineer them, right? You can actually go out and say, okay, I'm going to use these dynamics to make myself a farm of ideas or a sort of production line of ideas so that I have heaps of ideas. But with this one, spontaneity, you can't do that. There's no process. It's the lack of process. It just it sort of comes out of nowhere. And the examples, well, one of the examples I thought of was I was talking to a child and she was doing a drawing. And I said, what are you drawing? And she said, it's a love heart window. And she'd drawn a love heart and then turned it into a window. And she was drawing a house and the windows were love heart windows. And I thought, oh, that's an incredible idea. I've, I've never had that idea before. I have never seen a love heart window before. I've never even thought of a love heart window before. And she hadn't had some process as to how to come up with that idea, right? She was spontaneous. She was completely improvising. It just came out of nowhere, right? The idea just came out of nowhere. Now, of course, children have the advantage on us when it comes to (laughs) children have the advantage when it comes to spontaneity and improvisation. So good on her. But yeah, maintain that, please. So another example which is related to this is with jazz music. So jazz musicians improvise and they have to come up with ideas, right? They sort of have to be spontaneous on cue. And one of the things Miles da- wait was it Miles Davis? No, it was uh, Jones, Elvin Jones. One of the things the drummer, famous jazz drummer, said about John Coltrane was that when he listened to him, it was like he had a mountain of ideas. He was just an avalanche of ideas. And every few moments, a new idea would come off. And that's, well, one of the great virtues of John Coltrane is he just had so many ideas and they were always so fresh and so spontaneous. So where did John Coltrane's ideas come from? Not from words, that's for sure, because he was a musician. It's not like he would be cognitively translating his music notes into words. There's, There's no way he could do that. It just wouldn't work. And it's not exactly like he's taking it from culture. I mean, he take he might take his compositions and his inspiration from culture, right? Because he did do world music and different styles of music. But, you know, that's very much different. Spontaneity is its own thing. Now, the last one I have on my list is from will or from force. Wait, what's another word for it? Intention or flow. I've also put as a anti- I've put as an anti-example for this writer's block. So you might notice, and you can try this, that you can sit down and say, okay, I need an idea. I'm going to force myself to have an idea. Now, it has to be in relation to a problem or an environment or some sort of set of conditions, right? So it can't just be out of nowhere. Well, maybe you can try experiment with both, right? But generally speaking, we have we have an idea in relation to a problem, and you say, "Okay, I need an idea," and that pressure is what gives birth to the idea. Now, you could say that the external pressure is a different thing to your own will, right? So, will is just voluntarily taking on the pressure, and being under stress or pressure is well, you're not stepping up to. 
<laughs> the, the need to get the idea out, to give birth to the new idea. And you can force it, right? Like, in fact, that's how I came up with this list, right? I just sat down on the couch and I said, okay, where do ideas come from? And I asked that question and I waited. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, just a thinking thing. It was also a feeling thing. Although this is very, right, all of this is a very intellectual sort of approach to this because we're using words. And I was like, okay, well, where do ideas come from? Okay, well, words, personal experience, where else? Perception, where else do ideas come from? Where do I get ideas from? Processing, relationships. And this was a process, right? So sometimes I would stop and it would be like, okay, is that all? I'd sort of have to walk around, think about it, scratch my head, pick my nose. Where else do ideas come from? Oh, other worlds, spontaneity, right? And then I would remember that story about the little girl doing the drawing in the love hut window. That's just me sort of forcing. And it's not forcing in a clenching sort of way. It's more like an openness. It's almost like a sincere intention. And you could say, well, I'm good at it because I've practiced it, right? (laughs) We're always having these conversations and we're always exploring ideas. So I've had some practice to it. So it does take practice. And you might say, well, you're not very good because I've got even more ideas. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, well, we don't need to turn turn this into a pissing contest, right? Are these good ideas or not? Are these clear ideas? Well, that's that's another question. And that's really what this conversation comes to, which is what is an idea good for? This is really the deeper level. And really, creativity is the answer. Ideas are good for creativity. They are good for inventiveness. Not just creativity in the arts, but creativity in industry, in ventures, in technology. And they are also good for the intellect. They're good for understanding they're good for conceptualizations. They're, f- they're good for finding ways for your mind to function in better ways. They're good for your personal development. And in some ways, in some times, you might feel that, well, ideas are just a bit over the top and you don't need ideas and you just let them go. And I can understand that. That's, that's an interesting idea, right? <laughs> We could say, what's the idea about ideas, <laughs> right? And at that point, well, all our words just turn inside out and upside down anyway. So what are you going to do about it? So that's a little bit about where ideas come from. If you experiment with these processes, you will find you have more ideas. So go ahead and have a go at that. Hope you're having a good day. I'll also mention that I do have online courses that you can enroll in. There will be links somewhere in the description for this episode that you can check that out. So thanks very much. We'll be back very soon with more. And that's all I have to say for now.